Welcome to the TCO Method, the only show focused on helping you massively increase your net operating income. I'm Andy McQuaid, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the show. I want to talk today a little bit about one of my pet peeves. Are we starting to see a pattern about these shows? Anyway, um, the pet peeve I want to talk about is LED lighting. It's great until it's not. So I see a lot of flippers, new construction builders. I see a lot of multifamily apartment rehabs that are going out and purchasing integrated LED fixtures. There's a bunch of problems with that. And we're going to get into it. So if you're not an operator, you're not interested in learning about lighting, this is probably not going to be the episode for you. So getting right into it. And then I'll tell a story that ties in. LED integrated fixtures come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, and they're the hot thing, right? You go to a Home Depot, you go to a Lowe's, you go to a Menards, you go to a a lighting showroom and easily, easily 50%, if not 75% of fixtures now are integrated LED. Why is that? Well, there's a bunch of reasons. One is the industry that manufactures the LED integrated fixtures loves them. Why do they love them? Because they build in guaranteed failure. What is guaranteed failure? Guaranteed failure is that of those LED integrated fixtures that are on the shelves, less than 5% of them are serviceable. Well, what does that mean? That means that when something inside breaks, you can't fix it. You have to take it down and throw it in the garbage and put up a new one. So manufacturers love it because instead of taking a very expensive fixture or even a very cheap fixture that only needs to be replaced maybe once every 10 to 20 years, now you're taking a fixture with a guaranteed service life, you're installing it, and you're eventually going to have to throw it away and replace it. In multifamily, this is a huge issue because when they start failing, Good luck getting a fixture that matches three or five or seven years after it was installed. Now, I have yet to see an LED integrated fixture last for seven years. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll see it last for five. So there's a couple issues with this. The first one is it's hugely wasteful, okay? The amount of landfill waste that is created by construction is astronomical. And the fact that you're putting in, in some cases, a large fixture, right? You can get them 19, 21, 23, 30 inches in diameter. If it's an LED integrated panel, they're two foot by four foot. They can be huge. Really, really high-end, high-quality ones will allow you to change the parts that fail. 99.5% of the time, the parts that fail are the driver pack. The LED bulb itself, 
will probably last forever. They fail extremely rarely. So, as a property manager, landlord, a property owner, having integrated fixtures sounds cool because you get some really nice styles. It's the majority of the product on the market now. But as a landlord, as a property manager, are you on the hook for replacing light bulbs in your units once a tenant moves in? Like, yeah, you have to change them during a rehab. Yeah, you have to change them during a make ready when you're, you know, just doing a quick freshen up before a new tenant moves in. But is it in your budget to go through your entire property every three to five years and replace every single light fixture on that property? Is that part of your CapEx plan? Is that part of your rehab and rental plan? And if you're doing it a little at a time, you don't have any curb appeal standards because all these box stores, all these lighting manufacturers are constantly doing things to keep up with the latest design trends that these designers come up with. They're trying to follow the leader, stay relevant, stay modern. Well, what happens when fixture A that you purchased in 2023 fails in 2026 and you can't get that fixture? But every other fixture in that apartment is the old fixture, just the one failed. Are you going to replace all those fixtures to get them to match? Or are you just going to replace the one and start putting together this cob job mishmash of garbage that we see in some of these older apartments that have been built since the 50s and 60s where, you know, deferred maintenance and ownership changes and different types of... Uh, Maintenance plans were executed or not executed with just buying whatever was on the shelf that was cheap. So there's a bunch of things going on there. First, your light bulb cost. Some of these integrated fixtures can be $30, $40, $50. Some can be $80 to $100. Some can be $200 or $300. Depending on the class of property and the vendor and the brand and all that. So you're looking at a more expensive fixture because you can put a flush mount in for 12 bucks today, 2023, right? They're cheap. You can buy them in two packs for like 24 bucks on the shelf. If you wheel and deal like I do, you get them for less than 10 bucks a piece. So where are you going that you're spending on the replaceable bulb, you're spending 10 bucks on a fixture and say two bulbs, let's just call it four bucks because you're spending a lot of money on light bulbs for some reason versus an integrated fixture that's 50 bucks. We'll go middle of the road. We'll say they're 50. And then the light bulbs you put in, like they have to be special, right? Don't they? Probably. So what most people don't know is that LED light bulbs come in three flavors, four flavors, technically. Super duper ultra cheap, short lifespan, like 10,000 to 20,000 hours. Not rated for damp areas, so dry only. Not rated for enclosed fixtures, which means their heat sink doesn't do a good job. But they're cheap. They're like 50 cents, 75 cents a piece. And then there's 
dimmable and non-dimmable in that version. And then you've got damp rated bulbs that do the same thing. And then you've got enclosed fixture bulbs that do the same thing. So if you're seeing premature failures in bathrooms, in flush mount lights that are enclosed, your light bulbs probably aren't damp rated and they're probably not enclosed fixture rated. Change that and you'll fix your problems. By no means do I expect people to be inventorying seven different types of light bulbs. The correct answer is to standardize the wattage equivalent, the color, and stick to the bulb you can use anywhere. Right? They're a little more expensive, but they're dimmable, they're damp rated, and they're enclosed fixture rated. If you don't have all three of those things, and you've got different areas on your property that you intend to put light on that involve damp areas, enclosed fixtures, and dimmers, then you're probably going to have some premature issues that are going to cost you money. We already established in the process costing episode that the average maintenance call is going to cost you somewhere between optimistically $100, more realistically probably 250 to 300 by the time all the hands are in the cookie jar and you actually accurately forecast costs because it's not just labor, it's all the overhead and operations that go into running your business and running your office. All of that has to be buried into that cost because when you start weighing opportunity cost, if you're ignoring it, you're now playing with funny math that doesn't make sense. Okay. Anyway, not a call or not a, not a show about process costing. This is, this is a show about LED lights. So now you've got light bulbs that cost you a couple bucks each that you are on the hook to replace every few years when you turn a tenant. Because once a tenant moves in, they own the light bulb thing. So what happens when the tenant's still living there, you have a policy to not pay for light bulbs, and light fixtures start dying? Do you think that a $50 light fixture is going to cost you less to install than a couple of light bulbs that you wouldn't have had to pay for because it's not your problem until that tenant moves out? I'm thinking probably that no one planned on that. The industry that manufactures them loves it because instead of buying 50 bucks a year worth of light bulbs, you're now stuck buying a few thousand dollars worth of light fixtures and then spending the labor to install a new light fixture because you can't just go and hand it to them and say, here's your light bulb if you're supplying light bulbs. You have to put a maintenance guy or an electrician if you don't have a qualified maintenance guy in that unit to change that light fixture. So what we're seeing is we're seeing this shift in the industry to these integrated fixtures and the manufacturers love it because it makes them a lot more money because instead of sending it, selling one light fixture every 10 years or 20 years in most cases, and then being able to sell light bulbs into those fixtures, or if they don't make light bulbs, they sell nothing. Now they're guaranteeing that these light fixtures are not going to last. So they know they're going to get repeat business in a shorter 
purchasing cycle because they have a shorter life cycle. So in the TCO method, we talk about total cost of ownership. That means that the goal of the program, the goal of this podcast, the goal of my book, the goal of the classes, the goal of all the tools that I'm making public is to extend the useful life of whatever you're putting into these units, whatever processes you're putting in place, whatever standards you're establishing, to make sure that you're minimizing your expenses while you own this place. Whatever it may be, you can apply it to almost any type of real estate. Except for land. I don't talk about land because there's really not a whole lot I can help you with there. Anyway, so we're looking at this right at 10,000 feet looking five years down the road. You got 300 light bulb or 300 light fixtures in this apartment complex. It's not a very big complex because that's not a lot of apartments. But anyway, 300 light fixtures. They're 50 bucks a shot. You're talking about six grand, right? Worth of fixtures. Doesn't sound like that big of a deal until you look at the labor side and you know what you're comparing it to. Because you're going from 15 bucks for a fixture to 50. So there's a pretty significant cost on the front side. Labor is going to be the same on your initial install or during a rehab because you're still going to have to have somebody there who can wire it into the ceiling and, you know, put the bulbs in it and put it together. Or if it's an LED integrated, just put it in. So you might save yourself five minutes by not having to screw light bulbs in and put the cover on. These integrated fixtures, if you look at the fine print on the box, some of them are worse than the cheapest light bulbs on the shelf at Home Depot. Some of them are rated at less than 10,000 hours. Most of them are 15 to 25,000. Some of the better ones are 50,000. Now, 50,000 hours sounds like a lot until you look at what that really means. So they rate these fixtures at 50,000 hours based on being turned on once a day and left on for three hours and being turned off. The problem that we run into when we're looking at LEDs is not the amount of time it's turned on, although it can be damaging to turn them on and off rapidly because those heat sinks don't do a good enough job unless the light is lit for a significant period of time. Like they have to come up to temperature and they have to have the right venting and all this other stuff. But the part that fails. 99.9% .9 of the time in an LED bulb of any kind, whether it's an integrated panel or whether it's a light bulb, is the driver. The electronic part that takes your wall voltage and steps it down to 12 volts and shoves it into the LED filament that makes it light up. Those are the part that dies. So the more frequently a light is turned on and off, the faster those fixtures die, the faster those light bulbs die. Right? We're not talking damperated, you know enclosed fixture rated stuff right now we're talking about just raw functionality so more expensive designer integrated fixtures will have replaceable drivers where you can open it up and go to the back panel take a little box out throw it in the garbage put a new box in plug everything back together and hopefully that part will be available from that manufacturer for a significant period of time hopefully those driver packs are out there for 50 years and they're standardized that would be great Right, because then you can really see what these LED fixtures will will last. These integrated panels, light bulbs, you just unscrew and throw it away. 
right? So it's still the cheapest option because those driver packs are not inexpensive. And the fixture that has a driver pack available is also not inexpensive. Light bulbs are going to create less waste, less maintenance, less labor, less responsibility for you. Less overall cost. They're really not that much more efficient. And in some cases, they're less efficient than a couple of LED light bulbs. So, why do people use them? Because they look pretty. Because their designer said they need to. Because they don't know any better. Because nobody's ever explained how an LED bulb works. There's a lot of reasons why. But the fact of the matter is that people need to be very aware when they're doing rehabs, when they're doing make-readies, when they're doing new construction for any type of residential multifamily or even commercial that they're looking at an increased maintenance cost, shorter useful life, and just all around less optimal result on their NOI. NOI is eroded in a lot of ways by a lot of things, not the least of which is unexpected, unplanned. We're not going to call them emergencies, but let's call them issues that pop up. So I said I was going to tell a story. And it really is a, it's a whopper because it's like a bunch of bad things that happened all at once. From a customer that called me shortly after I went out on my own um, doing this. So it was in 2019, I believe. He had purchased a large 700 plus door apartment complex. And during the reno rehab, right, he was taking it, doing a value add play. It had a couple of condemned buildings. It had a bunch of you know, just a bunch of issues. Right. And it was over 50 percent vacant. Crime ridden cars up on blocks, stolen rims, stolen catalytic converters, the whole nine yards. You name it. This property had it in spades. During the process of this rehab, um, he purchased something in the neighborhood of 350 or 360 light fixtures. Not knowing what he learned the hard way about how LED integrated panels work. He got to see it firsthand. Now, he bought the property in 2015, didn't actually get it completely stabilized until almost, maybe it wasn't 2015, maybe it was 2016 or 2017. Well, anyway, he didn't get it stabilized right away. So he started buying these light fixtures in bulk, you know, from, from a dealer, maybe a hundred at a crack. 150 at a crack, so he, he, he placed two or three orders. Within six months of install, they started failing. Extremely unusual. I'll say that. That's fast. Now, this was common area lighting. It was on 24-7. It was a 50,000-hour rated unit. 50,000 hours should be should be a little over five years. So best case scenario, he would have been doing a hallway lighting project, common area lighting project, 60 months 
after doing the first one. They probably, based on energy savings going from incandescents and CFLs to the LEDs, they probably wouldn't have even paid for themselves yet because they were not cheap fixtures. These were, I think, 21 inch. 2100 or 2400 candela selectable color temperature and they were like they were big they were like 80 90 dollars a piece when he ordered them and this is in you know this is before the pandemic and all the other craziness so now that fixture would be well over a hundred dollars for sure so within six months he started having failures and it wasn't one or two right it was significant like 10 to 15 percent every single month so he was he was having roughly 20 to 30 lights start to flicker and go out within six months and then they continued to go out every month he would have 20 or 30 so called the vendor vendor directed him to the manufacturer because it was covered by the manufacturer's warranty, right? It was within the hour count and all that other stuff. Manufacturer didn't believe it, wanted samples. So they took numerous fixtures that they had uninstalled and mailed them to them to be analyzed. Manufacturer was kind enough to provide replacement fixtures. And after going back and forth for a couple of months, they didn't have an answer as to what they were going to do for the customer. So he called me. The long and short of it was the manufacturer was trying to find a way to blame a bad transformer, a bad electrical circuit, a shoddy install, whatever it was. And the customer just kept sending units that were installed in different buildings on different transformers different circuits all over from all over the property and shipping them. And they were all failing prematurely because they were poorly designed. Let's say that manufacturer never came out and admitted that we'll get to why I know that's the case shortly. So whether it was poorly designed manufacturing defect, whatever it was universal, all these fixtures were failing across the whole property. calls me, tells me what's going on, and says he's been replacing these things now for over six months, and they're essentially calling the manufacturer and just getting like 20 or 30 of these drop shipped every month. And while that's great that they're taking care of the product, which is what most manufacturers do, right? There's no labor included in their warranty. He's now tying up either maintenance or construction or an electrician for 20 to 30 hours every single month replacing light fixtures that shouldn't be failing yet. And this is what he would have seen anyway in five years because that 50,000 hours is like five years in a month or something. I don't know. I'm not doing the math. It's just off the top of my head from what I remember when I actually did the math. When I calculated out the actual percentage of failed units based on the paperwork and the shipping and the failure rates and the reorders was something like a 42% or 43% failure rate in the first year. So obviously this is not typical. 
This is like the worst case scenario. But this is what you're going to see if you're using integrated fixtures in a multifamily complex five years down the line. Because unlike a bulb-driven unit where you can just drop a couple of light bulbs in it and it keeps on ticking, you don't have to have any real labor behind it, and most of the time your tenants are going to do the install unless it's common area. Now you're stuck, you're on the hook for the fixture, the labor, every single time, 100% of the time. So all these integrated light fixtures that are in closets that people are using, all these integrated fixtures that are in bedrooms, all these integrated fixtures that are in bathrooms, anything that you're doing in your common areas, every single time that fails now, you are on the hook as an owner, operator, or property manager to replace it. Now, if you're a property management company or an electrician that doesn't own that property, it's great for you too. It's not just necessarily good for the manufacturer that's building those units and putting them in. Why do I say that? Because you get to charge the owner for a new fixture and the labor. That's how you make money. You're not making your, the bulk of your money off of the gross rents that you're, that you're tapping at the top. You're making your money on the repair orders and the dumb stuff. That's fact going to piss people off doesn't change the fact that it's how you get paid right so a lot of the stuff i talk about on this show the reason i say it's for owners also and investors is because they need to understand that this is part of the reality that you are going to be dealing with what i talked about when i was saying you need to pick the people on your team who are ethical and honest who will take care of your business. This is part of the reason why. Because there are managers out there who don't own part of the property who will purposely put things in that have limited life so that they can charge more on the operations and maintenance charges than would be typical because they're going to need repairs. So picture going from having a call when you need to replace a toilet or a furnace or a hot water tank in an apartment, and now you're getting that same call for a light fixture that costs 100 bucks plus labor to do the work. That'll be fun, right? Good business model. Anyway, enough of that. So the reality is that this particular client was getting hosed on labor over and over again. He called me and basically said, Andy, I'm frustrated. Like, I, my, my labor is not unlimited. I am not a bottomless well of money that I can just keep paying people to go out and change these fixtures every month. Like, they're lasting from three to six months, and then they're dying. I can't do this. There's 300 and something of these fixtures on this property. I, I just need it to go away. Okay, I'll make it go away. So he gave me the ticket number for his claim against the manufacturer, the information with who we talked to at the vendor, the dealer that he bought the product from. And I circled around, emailed them, found out who was in charge of the relationship between the manufacturer and the dealer, because it was a chain, and basically said, hey, 
did you know this is going on with this particular fixture? It gave them the part number, the price, the dates of purchase, all the history, all the stuff that they'd been working on. He knew nothing about it. Dealer was like, why don't I know about this? What's going on? And they mistakenly left me CC'd on the emails between the dealer and the manufacturer. So it turns out that the manufacturer, through the testing of all the units that had been shipped back, knew that the, the units were faulty, knew that there were issues, kept selling them anyway, and didn't tell the dealer. It's hmm. a good way to build relationships, right? So the buyer at the material dealer loses his ever-loving mind and basically tells them to make it go away and fix it for the client. So in the process of hitting the deal, the manufacturer with the dealer's bus and maybe backing over them a couple times, I got the client a check for all of the light fixtures plus the labor to swap them all. If you remember, warranties do not include labor. Your mileage will vary on this type of situation. I come from 25 years dealing with the back end of these companies, and I know how they work and how they think. So for me, it's a little bit different having the conversation because I can do it on a level where they can't blow smoke up my butt and have me buy it. They will not, 99.9% .9 of the time, give you any money for labor. They're just going to cover the materials. So we got... We went from an $80 LED integrated fixture. It was round. It was about 21 inches in diameter. It gave out like 20, 2,100 to 2,400 lumens, different color temperatures, blah, blah, blah. We put in three bulb LED flush mounts, right? We basically bought in a flush mount fixture, stuck three LED bulbs in that were damp rated and enclosed fixture rated. In the color temperature that gave the best light in hallways, which was around 4,000K, 4,100, I think. It used less electricity. And now, they're only responsible for replacing a bulb every three to five years when they go out, as opposed to replacing an entire light fixture. So, this particular client lost their butts at the end of the day because I couldn't get them labor on the work they'd already done and the units they'd already replaced because it was in the past and there's just yeah good luck anyway the other side of the story the other part of the story is about two weeks later I went to that dealer's website after making a couple phone calls just to see how things were going and the dealer was blowing those fixtures out. They probably had a container load or two of them somewhere. Because they were selling them in 6, 9, 12, 15, and 24 packs. Or I can only imagine less than their cost. They were selling them for about 30 bucks a piece with no warranty as a clearance item. Now this is an item that they had been selling online. If I, I actually looked it up. I went to the Wayback Machine. 
and looked at their website for that item and they had been selling those things for over a year and had no clue that they were selling a piece of hot garbage. So that customer was not only on the hook for the labor to replace it, not only on the hook for the initial purchase, because the check I got him only covered labor and materials for the new set. So he basically he, he basically lost $30,000, $40,000 on the first order. Because he ended up replacing over 120 of those things in a six to nine month period, just putting bad stuff in that was failing again after it was replaced. Like light fixture fails in four months, gets a new one for free from the manufacturer, puts it in, starting to fail two months, three months later. And he was dealing with this for a while before he made the phone call to me. So it was just bad on bad on bad because he had to use the money that he got from the manufacturer to go through and install all new light bulbs, all new fixtures, all new the other stuff. And no recompense for any of the labor that was eaten up by replacing all those fixtures once, you know, in, in the midterm before I was involved. And it didn't even look at the waste disposal costs. LED integrated fixtures need to be recycled like an electronic, like a laptop or an iPad. Now, in America, there's a really good possibility that even though they went to an electronics recycling program, that they ended up in a landfill anyway, because hmm, that's just what happens here. So now you've got probably 500 of these stupid fixtures from one apartment complex filling up a landfill, dumping mercury and lead and all the other precious metals that go into making circuit boards and silica and all that stuff into the ground. It's cool, right? It's awesome. Anyway, moral of the story, LED integrated fixtures are crap with very few exceptions. There's one line of electric backlit mirrors that I know of that uses replaceable driver packs. And there's probably five manufacturers of integrated LED lighting that provides for the replacement of driver packs when they fail in their light fixtures, ceiling mount, semi-flush, flush, all those. And they're not on the shelf at Home Depot or Lowe's. They're relatively high-end. They're very much designer. And while if it's going into an AU... AA plus luxury apartment, it's going to be really good to use those because you'll be able to service them forever and you can keep the, the modern styling or whatever it is that you put in, whatever your interior designer decides is awesome. And like they'll be serviceable, which is cool. And you won't have mismatched crap all over your property in 10 years or 15 years because people are just buying random stuff and throwing it in. The downside is that Probably in 10 years when the styles are different and you need a different look to those fancy designer light fixtures, you're going to rip them down and replace them anyway. Kind of is what it is. Bulbs fixtures are the way to go because you're not going to, number one, want to pay for the LED integrated fixtures that have replaceable parts for B- minus and C and D units. It's just not going to happen. The other downside is that 
because the industry has shifted so hard into these fixtures that basically line their pockets religiously and reliably every five years or less, your selection of options has decreased drastically on what you can find and what you can buy that takes bulbs. So I don't have a fix for that. I don't know how we fix it, if we fix it. It needs to change. But as long as they are making money, it's pretty much game over. So you're going to be stuck with less attractive fixtures than maybe you want to use. Or maybe you're going to have to spend a little bit more money to get the fixtures that take bulbs that look the way you want them to look. So again, no good answers, just honest opinions and, you know, some facts about how these things operate. And hopefully that helps you make some decisions down the road that increases your net operating income. Because every single line item on your P&L needs to have an answer to reduce your costs without impacting and increasing costs later. You need to have the three to five to seven year mindset, not the, this is cheap, I need to put a Band-Aid on it, purchase it now mindset. That's how you light money on fire over time. Stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. That's the end of the show. If you found any of this valuable, if you made it to this, please like, comment, subscribe, put it out on social media, tell people it's awesome, spread the word. I appreciate you. I want you all to have a great week. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Thursday.